Welcome to Mom 2.0. I'm Vicky. Over the past three years, I've gone from having so little energy I needed three reasons to go upstairs to waking up full of energy and genuinely enjoying time spent with my kids. In this podcast, I share everything that I've learned that has helped me so that it can help you too. I cover a wide range of topics, everything from stress to nutrition, and my hope is that this podcast will take you from tired to inspired so you have the energy you need to enjoy life the way you deserve to. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mom 2.0. Today, I want to get into exercise a little bit. I, I am not a certified trainer or a fitness expert by any means, but today I'm going to talk about exercise in terms of hormone balance. Like what kind of exercise will support hormone balance and then which ones will get in the way. To start off, I think that it's really important to understand two things. One, any exercise is great as long as it makes you feel good. Exercise is meant to energize you, not suck the life out of you. And number two, consistency is what counts. but Consistency doesn't mean doing the same thing day in and day out. Consistency means showing up week after week, month after month with a plan. If the difference isn't clear to you now, don't worry. I'm going to get more into that a little bit later. So there are three main categories of exercise. Aerobic, resistance and mobility or flexibility. I'm just going to explain each of them just very briefly. So aerobic or cardiovascular exercise is there to strengthen your heart, your lungs, and it improves circulation and enhances stamina. Resistance training or strength training strengthens your muscles, it improves bone density, increases metabolism, and enhances functional strength for daily activities. It also supports in healthy aging. Flexibility exercises or mobility exercises improve things like your joint health, reduce risk for reduce the risk for all injuries, enhance your posture and contribute to better overall movement. So ideally what you want is you want to include all three types of these exercises into your routine somehow. But don't let that overwhelm you because there are a few types of workouts that actually incorporate all three. Things like yoga, HIIT or high-intensity interval training, functional training, circuits, Pilates, these things. So now, in terms of hormone balance, what you want to look at first is what phase of your cycle you're in. And this is going to determine how much energy you have and also how your body will react to different types of exercises. I actually used to think it was a little bit crazy thinking that your cycle could affect the way you exercised, but since I've been doing this for the last few months now, it really, it's made a massive difference, not just to the way that I show up in exercise, 
but also the way that I think about exercise. And I found it to be really helpful. I find it now it's easier to take a break when I need to take a break instead of pushing against it. So for simplicity's sake, we want to break the cycle into four weeks. I know not each phase of your cycle is one week long and a cycle isn't always 28 days long. But this is, like I said, it's just for simplicity's sake. So week one, or phase one, is the first day of your period. And during week one and week four is when hormones like estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest. And so you'll probably be a little bit more tired and unmotivated to do anything. Week two and three are your high energy weeks. So knowing this, we can tailor our workouts around the schedule so that we aren't using up all of our willpower to get to the gym on week four when all we really want to do is nap. If you, if you end up forcing yourself to go to the gym or go for a run or whatever, your workout will probably be far from ideal. So now you've wasted your time and you probably don't feel good either. And then you're tired and you're moody and that shows up when you get home and you interact with your family. But aren't we supposed to be consistent with our workouts and push through no matter what? Isn't consistency the key? Well, yes and no. You can be consistent with a workout program without doing the same type of workout consistently. And also, being consistent with working out is important, but it's really important that you enjoy what you're doing. So exercise isn't meant to be something that we punish ourselves with to try and make fat melt off of our bodies. Increased metabolism is just one of the many benefits of exercise. There are too many to mention here, but just some of the benefits of exercise are things like it improves your mood, strengthens your immune system, reduces stress, increases energy, aids in sleep, and it balances hormones. So it's important that you enjoy what you're doing so that you can maximize those benefits. Slogging it out on a treadmill and hating every minute probably isn't going to give you some of those mental health benefits. Now, some of you might say here that you don't enjoy any exercise. And that may be true because you aren't used to exercise or you haven't tried many different forms. You hear exercise and you think running. I can use myself as an example for this. I always said that I wasn't a gym person. I used to run and I still do on occasion because I love it and for the cardio. But after having kids, it started hurting my hips and my knees. So I swapped to the gym, even though I said I wasn't a gym person. And it definitely, it took a little time for me to find my rhythm and find the right program for me. And now my favorite type of exercise is resistance training. So all the way until I was 35, I was never a gym person. Couldn't get motivated, didn't enjoy it. And then I found the right program, found out, that all I needed was 30 minutes three times a week to see progress, and just like that, everything changed for me. I'm not saying go and join a gym, but I am saying give something new a chance. At the bare minimum, everyone enjoys a walk, and if you just start there and add more where you can, you'll be a lot further ahead than if you force yourself to do something you don't like. 
As I mentioned before, at different times of the month, your energy levels will be different. So instead of fighting that, use it to your advantage. Go hard on the weeks that you have energy and then get great at recovery and switching up your routine on the weeks that you don't feel so great. So how do you sync with your cycle? Okay, week one, we said, is your menstrual phase. In this phase, your hormone levels are pretty low. And so your mood is low and energy is low. You want to use this time for things like walking, yoga, or napping. Some women find that exercise helps with period pains. So if you feel like exercising, then go for it. But it's crucial that if you do not feel like it, you don't force it. You can do more harm than good here. Into week two, your hormone levels are starting to rise and so is your energy. Now is a really great time for cardio, group classes and resistance training. Okay. In week three, you may have a boost of energy, strength and endurance during this time. Now is a time for things like circuits, HIIT, uh, more intense resistance training or things like CrossFit if you're that way inclined, more intense types of yoga like Bikram. If you're an endurance athlete, chances are that you will perform at your highest level during this phase. And then week four, at the start of this week, you should still have plenty of energy. And then as the week goes on, right before menstruation again, your energy is going to dip and so will your mood. Listen to your body. And if it feels like too much effort to go for a run, go to the gym or whatever, it probably isn't worth it. By using this format to tailor your workouts and create a program that takes all of this into account, you can be consistent and you'll probably enjoy exercise a lot more when you sync it with your moods, not with what you think you should be doing and then white-knuckling your way through it. Another big part of exercising for hormone balance is to be careful not to overtrain. One of the biggest mistakes a lot of women make is that we focus too much on cardio. Excessive cardio, then pair that with a low-calorie diet, can cause so much damage to your body and to your hormones. This type of training and under-eating can lead to things like too much cortisol, it interferes with reproductive hormones, and it can negatively impact your thyroid hormone, causing fatigue, weight gain and mood swings, which are all the things you're trying not to have. Overtraining in anything, not just cardio, can cause these symptoms and more. So overtraining would be taking part in any sort of exercise and then pushing yourself too hard and then paying no attention to rest and recovery. We need to change the way that we view exercise. For way too long, it's been looked at as just a way to lose weight. But in reality, exercise is only responsible for a very small percentage of weight or fat loss. And the majority of that is down to nutrition. So instead of looking at it as a way to lose weight and punish ourselves for whatever we ate on the weekend, let's shift to looking at exercise as a way to gain health and to add quality to our lives. That's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or any topics that you'd like me to explore in future episodes, please reach out. Mm -hmm. 
thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'll be back next week with more. Until then, take care and have fun.